Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brain Shampoo. I'm Rob Fiorandino, and I'm here with my co-hosts to help clean your brain. Dapika Pangarkar. Hey, Dapika. Hi. I also wanted to add Scrub-a-Dub-Dub, but then I realized that would be weird, and now I've just added it in. Hello. Scrub-a-Dub-Dub is not weird at all. What do you think? This is Lewis Hout Prokop. Hey, Lewis. Hey, Rob. Hey, Dapika. I like it. I like the addition of the suds. I can see them. I can smell them. Dare I say, I can taste one or two already. Wow. You've got, you've got some very tasty brain shampoo on your head there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so guys... Lewis, uh, but before we jump in, I, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what kind of shampoo are you using these days for your brain? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, wow. I I should know this. Um <laughs> I so it I mean I I can tell you it comes out of a squeeze bottle uh it is the it's it's a shared bottle it's not my own um but gosh if I could think of the fragrance that would really make this a well-rounded conversation is this wait so, now is this are you thinking of your hair shampoo or your brain shampoo I'm thinking I'm talking about brain shampoo specifically yeah. not your hair shampoo not now, my hair shampoo. Oh, okay. No, well, that, no, no. See, that Dupica, if you have seen, if you have seen Lewis's hair recently, it is just luxurious. Oh, it's long. It's it's just so long and flowing. It's it's shiny. It's like it's, he's like a Prell commercial from the seventies. Which is okay. I have not seen that commercial. <laughs> that's okay. It's lavish. Uh, it's probably all these podcasts. Despite the fact that we skipped last week, I mean, your brain's got to need a little extra shampooing this week. Three? Wow. No, two. It's been two. Uh oh, Lewis, you're you're getting really quiet all of a sudden here. I think he's trying to go find his shampoo. Oh, he's trying to find. He's, he's digging. He's. he's like, I'm sorry, we're supposed to be killing time here. Dapika, do you have a regular shampoo that you've used since you were since you were little, or or do you or do you, um, do you experiment with your shampoos? No, no, I experiment heavily into the point where I go down these rabbit holes, and this kind of brings us to our topic today, which is why I love that Lewis brought it up um while lewis is going to go explain it i'm gonna just start i actually use i like switch up my shampoos quite a bit once i finish them and i'm always trying these like new brands and then i get tired of them and then i go and i try another one and so i've, I've gone down the rabbit hole of shampoos for my hair mm -hmm. for my brain however it's, uh, i'd like to say that i use a uh, apple cinnamon oh it's um it's fragrant oh okay you? Uh, you mean not like apple cinnamon i use donuts for my brain when i need to get oh. my brain kicked into gear so that's what that's oh. what you're <laughs> we had we had some donuts this morning that were just delicious some nice chocolate long john that'll kick you in gear in the morning oh for sure that sugar rush it's got to be it's got to mm -hmm. be great mm -hmm. have you ever considered making donuts wow that's a cool idea no um i have watched the make bagels before which is fascinating because they boil but Ooh, yes, how, do you, how do you make a donut do you, is it like bread that you lay out or do you it's uh you make a and i'm gonna mess this up but you make a dough that's kind of it's it's kind of a stickier dough it's got milk and stuff like that yeah and it's got yeast and then you uh deep fry it so you just drop the whole tube or whatever yep. right in there okay so it's not like drop it, it in nice so they gotta yeah. like preform that thing to just you gotta preform it. Yeah, if you've ever made a shoe pastry, like um, uh, what do they call those? They're South American, Latin American churros. 
Churros. Churros. Oh yeah, sure. They're like you let you have to like drop them in, but in like a paste form. So what yeah. you usually do is you uh, put it in the freezer once you form it, oh. and then you, you take it out of the freezer and you just drop it in frozen. Nice. Yep. So are you, are, are you back, Lewis? What's your What's your method of cleaning your brain? Great question. I say that it definitely always starts with a lavender base. It always has to start from that really calming <laughs> sense. Sure. And if you can't tell, I'm extremely calm as I'm trying to amplify my voice to get my sound to work better on this end. Technical wow. difficulties behind the scene. Uh, but uh, yes, it's a it's it's not a long soap. That's for sure. It's definitely just sort of a get to the roots of the brain, as you will, <laughs> and uh, let it take over from there. Ah, wow. Okay, so that's the method we all have to use because apparently Lewis's hair was great during the improv session. Yes. So I need to I need to go for lavender base. I had said apple and cinnamon. That was not that was not good. <laughs> uh, my hair is very dry, so uh, I'll I'll work on that. Thank you. And uh, that kind of brings us to what we were talking about um, just before this. Yeah. Little podcast is our is our topic. This is my segue for today. Well done. Um, yeah, no, we were talking about changing up your routine, and I definitely uh, I hear the bell. Thank you. <laughs> I definitely feel like I I'm the type of person to change up my routine uh, frequently. Uh, Lewis actually brought up this topic, so Lewis, why don't you explain to us what you mean by that? The topic I thought of earlier this week or I should say last week, because today is Sunday, a new week, uh, is about resetting. So I don't know where this came up during the week for me, but I just thought of it in a way of like, what is a time that you thought about resetting your path in life? And that can sound you know, very deep and profound, but I thought it doesn't have to be. What if it is really just a mundane aspect? It could be very big in your life, but what if it's like just changing what you have for breakfast or adding like a very different food group that, uh, you know, supplements a whole new, I don't know, something in your life that takes off. Uh, maybe you don't know it at the time, but like you look back, you're like, that was the moment. That's what it took. Hmm. That's interesting. I've been considering fear of change recently as something that, um, demotivates me from trying to change things and so but you're looking for kind of a, a when 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 we were successfully changed something is that kind of what you're getting at or i, or I guess so. do we do we change our routine uh -huh. and yeah that's it for sure. uh i think i mean it's both of that absolutely you, you I, should you should start lewis and let us know what give us a good example of so something I've been thinking about a lot during uh, this time of, uh, depending on where you are in the country, you may be more quarantined or not. Uh, I still feel very uh, isolated myself. Um, I, I've been thinking more and more about how do I uh, keep solid, good endorphins flowing in my brain, going back to that. Uh, and usually it's like getting out for more bike rides and being just more out and about. And that seems harder to do uh, during this time or maybe less motivating because as we talked about in the 
much earlier podcasts, there's not really much to go to. It's not like you can right. ride to the theater and go see a show. It's like I'm riding to a destination that doesn't exist and I'm going to turn around at some point. So uh, I've been trying to think about what are uh, what does my diet look like in order to get me more motivated to try new activities uh, that maybe are more of that endorphin feeding side. Uh, and so one of the things, and this is on the definitely on the mundane side, but I think it has had some impact on me, is introducing much more uh, protein into my diet in order to literally give me more brain food. Um, and that for me has been in the form of eggs, something that I just haven't done a lot of. And so now I'm like always trying to find an excuse to like add an egg to whatever the meal is. <laughs> Uh, it could just be over the salad or it could be, you know, it could be first thing in the morning because normally when I'm waking up, I'm not spending any time on breakfast. I'm making something, but it's toast, you know, it's it's something incredibly simple that works for me. But what if I just took a couple more minutes in order to get that extra boost? Would that then propel me for the day in a more productive way? So I'm experimenting with that. Nice. Yeah. So kind of on that this morning, I did something very similar. I got so tired of waking up actually yesterday. It was yesterday. All the days are coming together. Um, I got tired of just being alone in the house and like my place is not exactly clean, but not exactly messy. So I was like, I am going to move things. So I moved my Instapot from my kitchen <laughs> to my dining table because I have no counter space and I thought that that would help me create an atmosphere for where I can like start taking photos for this food blog that I'm doing and just like change it up. So that was my big move. And I know that sounds really like stupid, but it changed my life. I don't know. Wow. So now you're, so now your table is kind of part of your kitchen. So now my table is all the counter space in my kitchen. And I can tell you doing that and like switching it up, and I do this pretty frequently. I just get tired of something in one spot. And I'm like one of those people that like moves things around, spring cleans or whatever. I did it. And after doing it, I cooked all three meals today. Nice. Um, because I had more counter space and I felt more motivated to cook. Oh. And so it's just more pleasant hanging out there probably. Yeah, exactly. And I moved a light. One of my lights was on the other side of the room and I moved it to the other side and turned it on. And so I had more light because I get very little light in my apartment as well, which was another thing I hate about it. And so, yeah, doing those things just kind of changed the entire experience. And I do that fairly often where I kind of switch things up. Um, I find on one hand, I find that it's super useful, but on the other hand, I realize that that motivation is usually temporary. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like after, you know, tomorrow and day after, yeah, I'll be like, whatever, my Instapot's in the, on the desk. So okay. it's not like a permanent change in your feng shui. It's just kind of, oh, this is new. It's I'm like kind of kind of experiencing something new then instead of just like improving. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably describing this really badly. All of you guys are just like, well, she just moved an Instapot for about a, you know, 50 feet and, or 10 feet, not even 50 feet. No, but it changes feet. the way you think about that space in your house, right? Or your apartment. Yeah, it, it changes the way that you think about the space. And that creates this level of like creativity and, ooh, yeah. 
and makes you want to do things a little different. Yeah. That's that, just my experience. What about you, Rob? That so that reminds me of a of a, a th- you know, when my wife moved in, obviously I I've, I've been living so you guys, I don't know if it, nobody knows this. Um yeah. my wife and I've been or my wife and I've been living here for 5 years together and before that, of course, I lived in this house since 1996. So I have been very set in my ways because I've been doing, you know, it's like, okay, I got this bathroom here, got the storage place downstairs and the, you know, all the things in your house are kind of been that way for a long, long time. Um, And then about six months ago, my wife's like, we could really kind of, well, it was actually, it was about five, actually it was five months ago when I moved, I was forced to, you know, kind of, we were, we were forced to kind of change this, uh, bedroom that I'm in right now into my office. It used to be, you know, it used to be a guest bedroom. Now it's my office, which is great. But then that kind of opened up a bunch of space in other places of the house. And one place it opened up space was down in our living room. And we decided to just kind of completely reorient the living room. We had some, some, it, it's, I don't want to get into too much of a de- detail because it's not that interesting, but we kind of rotated <laughs> the whole room about 90 degrees. And it's a little bit longer now, but it lets us have like surround sound speakers behind the couch instead of kind of on our sides. And just the whole feng shui of the whole place is great. And it's just like one of those things that you get into these patterns of behavior and it's like, well, that's, no, the TV's always there. TV's been there for 20 years. That's where the TV goes. And then you change the room. It's like, wow, this is better. I should have been doing this for the last 25 years. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know if that's really kind of fitting into what you were thinking about there, Lewis, but I I can definitely, for myself, I get into these patterns of behavior where it works. Do I need to change just for the sake of change? Um, Because that, like you were saying, Topeka, it kind of wears off after a while. So, I don't know. But it it definitely was good, and I I think I think we fall into these traps of of being fearful of change, and then end up not doing it, even though it's quite possibly going to be for the better. Yeah, I'm always curious. I'm always curious if the act of starting one aspect of the change, maybe it's moving the instant pot, maybe it's you know the TV's always been there. What if we try somewhere else? If there's something deeper underneath it that if we were to spend like if we were to tap into that other level of consciousness what is the thing that we're actually trying to move that we can't quite figure out what it is uh and it just happens to be the object in front of us or the room in front of us is starting that manifestation but if we were able to somehow like get further into the matrix or something could we actually figure out what that's supposed to be and I, I was i was laughing at myself there rob when you were describing you know rearranging a room so i do that every so often in my uh my home office and the thing is though i jump into it kind of the way i feel like i'm encouraged to, to do it in improv but have a, such a hard time doing it in improv where i just say like oh I'm going to take that couch and I'm going to move it over here. No measurement, no sense of like, what is it actually going to do? Right. And I get it halfway across the room and I'm like, oh, that blocks the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, that's not going to work at all. <laughs> or like, I just, or I, like, I don't have any sockets over here. Like, yeah, I don't have any plug in the light now. 
So like, okay, it's going back. The best place that it was was here. Mm-hmm. And so I spend all this effort of moving it around and I realized it has to go back there. But in that effort of doing it, I'm clearly like thinking I need to jump into something, make a change. This happens to be the low stakes version of right. that. But I, and maybe once I'm done putting the couch back, because that's actually not what I'm trying to move. Then I go back to my rest of the day and suddenly something clicks. Only if of course I'm that, attuned to it. I, I don't think I am yet, but I really want to know. So what are the things yeah. that, that make you, I mean, are you, are you procrastinating? And I was like, I don't want to do this work. I'm going to move the couch. Or is it something else where I'm trying to achieve a, what, what are you, what are you, what's in, what's going on inside there? I think, uh, uh, I think it's like, I'm trying to discover what it is that I need to shift when I don't actually know what I want to shift. It's not that I think I have a procrastination. It's more that I struggle with uh, solidifying motivation. Uh, yeah. So, Lewis, you're talking to me about this exact movement of furniture, and that just brings me to exactly why I moved the Instapot that I didn't fully understand. And if you're talking to me about like the the subcon, like the second level of why did I actually do it, it's exactly what you're saying. I felt. Like something was stuck. I didn't know what it was. So I cleaned the house. And in the process, I moved the Instapot. And was it really the Instapots there? No, it was actually, I'm giving myself an excuse because I feel like I can't do this. Like right now I'm starting this blog and I'm so overwhelmed by the fact that there are so many small things that go into this that I didn't realize that I'm procrastinating on it and trying to get good lighting for photos and move the Instapot in a spot where it looks pretty. And I'm using that as an excuse to actually do the real work, which is write up all the content of this blog. So in my experience, that sort of movement is usually a form of not procrastination, but like feeling stuck and trying to unstick yourself and not knowing where you feel stuck. Because at the time, I didn't think that that's what it was. But today, I did like a million recipes for this blog and it like propelled me into it. And so, yeah, I just wonder like, what did you do after? What was the thing that clicked for you after you moved around your furniture? And that's really what it's all about. Right, right. I think it's initially, how do we take control in a situation that we maybe feel overwhelmed by? So we're going to like literally take the one thing we can move that has mm. no consequence. <laughs> and yep. maybe that'll shift it because then like if I can move that thing, then I can move something else and I can move something else before I know like I'm actually to the thing that I need to yeah. move. Uh, that's kind of classic that's kind of classic problem solving stuff too. I mean I know they talk about that in NASA. You know, if they have an if they have a something go wrong, it's like, well what do we know? You know, it's like and I'm you know it's like okay, let's list the things that we know. And then you'll kind of chip away at it and chip away at it. And eventually you get to the kind of break the problem down and then you can solve it. Yeah, 100%. And oftentimes you're not even solving the core problem. You're solving all the side problems mm-hmm. because you don't know what the core problem is. But by solving all the side problems, it gives you space in your brain to identify the main issue. It's kind of like, I mean, I don't know what your experience, if you guys have experienced anxiety at all, but it's kind of like, 
the way that I experience just, anxiety. Just every day. Waving hand frantically in the air over here. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to put it on y'all. So yeah, but whenever you experience, or whenever I experience anxiety, I often don't know exactly what I'm anxious about. Right. But I know that something feels off and I don't like it. I kind of think I know what I'm anxious about. And then I just like start eliminating. And I, none of those things I was anxious about. But then I finally figure it out eventually by eliminating all the little things that were taking up my space. And so I think that's, that's what I do with action as well. It's like move the Instapot. Why? Because I can't write a blog. Does it make sense? No. No, but, but no, but yeah, but you, then you look at the problem in a different way too. It's like, okay, well that's there now. Now I'm kind of, huh, that's interesting. That opens up some space over here. And yeah, or alternatively, it's like, oh, I moved the Instapot. Uh, was that really the thing or should I have just right. uh, done the recipe because I could have done it anywhere. The Instapot could have been located anywhere. And then you just like start to think, oh, maybe it wasn't the Instapot. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> 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 yeah. There's a title for a book. It's yeah. not the Instapot. It's you. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You. You are the Instapot. You are the problem. Yeah. No, I often, I give myself, I don't know if you guys do this, but I always give myself like a million excuses for why I don't want to, or why I cannot do something. Sure. Like, oh, I can't go outside because I don't have a rain jacket. I buy the rain jacket. Oh, but I can't go outside because I, I don't know, don't have sunscreen. I can't, I, I can't rotate this room 90 degrees because all the internet cables are coming out of the floor right over there. We can't have them over there. But Rob, that's a problem for future me. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's also a problem that there was also a problem before I had good Wi-Fi. Now I don't need all those cables. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's cool. So what's been good this week, guys? What, 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 has, been, uh, what has been excellent? Things that have motivated you, made you happy? I have one. Uh, so yesterday I spent the majority of the day helping my middle brother move into his first house in wow. Minneapolis. So I got to trek up and down stairs <laughs> from his apartment, uh, to, uh, a moving trailer bed thing, uh, back and forth and then unloading at the new place. And I really look forward to this kind of thing because I feel like if you have stuff, you should also know how to move it. In, you should also know how to ask for help to move your stuff. There's something very uh, flow, flowy about that. T taking um, responsibility so, for your stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was a ton of fun. Uh, my, my Apple Watch says that I went up 44 flights of stairs. Wow. <laughs> so wow. That's a, that's a good personal record for stairs. That's amazing. Awesome. How about you, Topeka? Anything, anything good that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, so this amazing thing happened to me today, and I don't think anything's going to cover yesterday. <laughs> All the days again are coming together. <laughs> um, I went to a, I wanted a baked dessert. I didn't want to bake it myself. And I was like, I really just want like a pastry. And five minutes from me, there's the store that I always pass by called Baked Well. I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to get a pastry. I don't even know what they have. I don't even know if they're like a cake shop, but I'm just going to go. So I drove there. I got a pastry and I was talking to this wonderful girl 
Her name's Kelsey. And she was just chatting with me and I was chatting with her. It was kind of an empty store. And I told her I was new and she told me she had moved from Georgia for like, like two years ago or something. And she was just like, you know, I know how hard it is to meet new people. So I'm going to give you my number and like, feel free to let me know like, if you want to grab a coffee or something. So she writes her number down on a post-it note and gives it to me, which is like the sweetest thing that anyone has ever done. And it made my day, my week. I mean, I don't even think anything's going to come of it, but just the fact that there are people in this world that are so empathetic to like the plight of others. And when they've experienced something, they like actually act. They're not just like, oh yeah, that's tough. You know, it was hard for me when I moved and then like in the conversation, she actually gave me her number and took a small action. And it was very sweet. Oh, that's great. Yay. That's beautiful. Yay. Well, gosh, now yeah, mine sounds, mine, mine sounds silly now, but here it is anyway. No. It's, well, <laughs> it is, it is silly, but I don't care because it was great. It is the Guangzhou restaurant. 8478 Central Avenue, <laughs> Minneapolis, wow. Minnesota. It was fantastic. I, I had a I had a nice walk with my neighbor. I, I walk with my neighbor uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, and we just talk about every, all kinds of stuff. And uh, he, he mentioned he's going to be going. I he was going to be going out for a Chinese on Friday, and uh, I said, "Oh, what's the best Chinese around?" And he said, "Guangzhou Restaurant." And uh, Zan and I tried it out, and it was fantastic. So yay for oh good my takeout. God. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> well, it, it was amazing. It was amazing general Tao chicken. And uh, she had some, uh, I can't remember what she had, some she had some noodles, some noodles and vegetables. <laughs> but Ooh. it was great. So there you go. That's been good this week. So. Amazing. Well, I will have to check it out when I'm back in Minnesota. Yes. You know me well, there you go. Cool. Well, that's about it for tonight. Unless you guys got anything else you'd like to chat about. Three, no, two, I'm, uh, one. Ready to go to bed. <laughs> As is our audience. Uh, thanks for listening, oh. everyone. No, 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 no. I <laughs> I can't help myself sometimes. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you liked anything that you heard tonight, hey, tell your friends, listen to the podcast. Uh, we'd love to have more people listen. You can always visit our. Do I sound desperate, folks? Sorry. oh good good thank you uh visit us at anchor.fm slash brain shampoo good night lewis good night rob good night good night good night topeka and don't forget everybody stay hydrated bye